To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. All right, ladies, today we are talking with Mara Smith, who has created this beautiful tequila brand. So for those of you who enjoy your cocktails, you need to check out her bottle. It's called Inspiro Tequila. And what I love, Mara, there's there's so many things that I already love about you, but you thought about the woman. I am so tired of trying to hold a bottle of anything, whether it's, you know, a water bottle or anything else that was made by a man that feels uncomfortable in our hands. So you really made it sexy and approachable. And there's some other things that you mentioned before we hit record that um, that she put into the whole thought process before you created your brand. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But the other big part of this conversation is going to be around how, Mara, you went from being an attorney and then a business strategist and then raising your children for 16 years, a stay-at-home mom, and then deciding, you know what? It's time the world needs some more tequila and I'm going to do it on my terms. So we're going to be diving into all of that and how you built community how you've grown your brand so quickly in such a short period of time, because these are all things that we need to know. The other thing that you did on top of all that is you created a B Corp, which is not easy for all of you who are listening. I, well, actually, Mara, I'll let you talk about that a little bit, about how you created a B Corp, but where I want to start first. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so great to be here. Yeah. So how you went from, you know what? I've been at home for a while raising kids. Now it's time. Now I want to step back into the professional world. And you decided of all things to start a tequila brand. Talk to us about this journey. Yes. So, you know, kind of going back, as you mentioned, um, I was a lawyer at a large law firm. So there's many pivots that happen in your, your life. So that first pivot happened while I was there. Great experience. Um, but when I thought I wanted to start a family, I had no um, role models. There were no women partners in my entire department. So I did not see how I could possibly, um, you know, have a big law firm career and have a family. So that's where, the point where I started, you know, the first change in career. Um, and I decided to go to corporate strategy and use my business, my undergrad degree um, as an accounting and a business degree. So I said, okay, I'm going to go on the business side of things and work in corporate strategy. The reason that's kind of relevant to my entrepreneurial journey is that was the first time that I actually opened my eyes to the potential of starting my own company. Before that, I was really just myopically focused on like, you go to a good law school, you get the big law firm job, you pay off your loans, you like this very um, linear path. While I was there, I was studying consumer trends and insights. And all of a sudden, like my entrepreneurial spirit was sparked. And I started thinking about different kinds of companies. Uh, I actually researched a uh, opening uh, a franchise of an ice cream company, ice cream franchise. And then I said, oh, I'm in Chicago, not the best locale for an ice cream shop, but started thinking of concepts and ideas. Again, nothing going according to plan. 
I became pregnant with my oldest to our twins. They're all, they're, they're great now, my oldest and in college, but I ended up on emergency bed rest for three and a half months. So my corporate career came to a screeching halt very abruptly. And then I had preemie twins and made the, the decision to stay home. Never saw that happening. No one who knew me ever saw me change, changing to deciding to stay home. Um, I was very fortunate that I had that option, but I did make the decision to stay home. Then had a child nine and a half years later. So, you know, kind of also things not exactly going how like, you know, I had planned my life ahead of time. Um, so I would end up, I was home for 16 years, but I always thought about starting my own company. I knew um, that was something I wanted to do. I wanted to build something. I wanted to see it grow. I wanted to build it myself. I knew it would be in consumer products and food and beverage in particular, because I'm just a super consumer. I love taste testing. I like trying new things. If you saw how many things I ordered off Shark Tank, my husband's about ready to like kill me because like my pantry is full of like every new product you see on Shark Tank. Um, so I knew it was going to be in that area. And it became tequila because I started thinking of different ideas. And I just kept coming back to, you know what? I'm a tequila drinker. All my girlfriends, that's like what they're choosing to drink now. But I started researching it and learning that everything I was drinking contained undisclosed additives flavoring, coloring, glycerin, aspartame, sugars. And I thought I was drinking like a, thought I was drinking tequila because I thought it was like a better for you, like adult beverage option, cleaner, gluten-free, all these things. So I wanted something that was added free. And I also thought there is this consumer and I don't see anyone speaking directly to this like really important consumer. She drinks alcohol. She doesn't just drink wine. She drinks spirits. And why are brands not really focused and being, you know, focused on hers from battle design. You mentioned my battle. I wanted a battle that I would want to display at my home bar. I wanted it slender in the middle. So it's easy to hold and pour. So it's purpose, purposefully done like that. I wanted sleek and sophisticated and contemporary look. I didn't want it to have skulls or like depictions of agave field. So everything about it was really speaking to, you know, customer who I understand <laughs> because I'm this customer. So that's kind of how it happened to be tequila. Like I knew it was going to be this, you know, food or beverage category, but tequila, because I just thought there was an opportunity, you know, a market opportunity and really trying to find something that I wanted to, to drink, frankly. Yeah. So you have grown into five States and this is only really a two-year-old company. Am I right? Yeah. So I founded February, 2020, you know, ideal timing for the entire world shut down. I couldn't get down to production in Mexico for a very long time because it kept getting shut down. So we launched online initially September, 2021. So we sell on e-commerce and we shipped to 45 States. So that's how we started to initially build the brand. But in spirits, you really have to have a presence in retail. And um, because it's very complicated, um, heavy compli compliance um, and regulated industry. Every state operates kind of independently. And there's a three-tier distribution system federally. So you have to sell to a distributor who sells to those retailers, bars, restaurants, stores. So every state you go into, you have to have a distributor partner. Um, so we started initially in Illinois, because that's my home state, in the Chicagoland area. And then we branched out and now we're in Michigan, Georgia, Massachusetts, and Missouri also. But so you have to do it a little bit of a slow growth state by state because you have to have that distributor partner in every state. But yeah, so from May of 2022 until this point, um, we, we launched into five states. 
you're in a crowded market. I know that your product is, looks different than a lot of other ones, but the whole alcohol industry is tough. Yes. It's really tough. And then to go out of state, I remember there was a five minutes where I was thinking of getting into the, I'm, I'm surrounded by wineries around me. That's, you know, I think it was in my bottle growing up. And we were talking about that getting into other states. So it's not easy. Yes, you need a distributor, but it still isn't easy. There's a lot of compliance that goes on. So how have you grown this brand without having, you know, a huge marketing team behind you? And maybe you do. So talk to me about how you have done this. Yes. No, we're really scrappy. So I say a couple things. One, you know, luckily my legal background helped me kind of navigate all the compliance and regulatory issues. I think the second thing is just doing a ton of research, which is what I would say to anybody who's getting started, who's either just started a business or thinking about starting starting a business. There's so much information out there. And so it's just a matter of how much work you're, you're willing to put in to learn as much as possible. So when I went and I just dove right in, first I had to learn about the tequila industry. So I'd like read everything I could learn about the tequila industry. I got certified by the CRT, which is the governing body for tequila in Mexico on the production and history of tequila. Um, I researched the entire spirits industry to understand who the players are, are, how it operates. I would listen to, you know, podcasts about it, read books, watch webinars. So I had to do the same thing in marketing. Marketing was a big black hole for me. Um, I have a accounting, legal, and strategy background. I did not understand anything. I had never even been on social media. Um, I, I didn't even use Facebook. <laughs> I had nothing. So I had to, again, research. Now there's just so much I can actually execute. I can research and I have to have a, an understanding enough to make like sound decisions and review. But then what I found, I don't think you need to bring in everybody internally. So when you talk about like a big team, I don't think small, you know, new brands need to bring everyone in-house. I think you can find really great people to work for you that also everyone who is even a contract for us feels like part of the Inspiro Tequila team because we're so small as far as how many people are full-time. Um, so our agencies are part of our team. So using small, either independent, either using independent contractors or smaller agencies, um, that is what we've done. So we do have like all the different channels, marketing channels running. But I find people, I find people that the key stakeholders and owners of those agencies like are going to be the people that I get to talk to and communicate with. And so they care just as much about growing their brands. I then, you know, recommend them to my founder friends. So those are the kind of, you know, agencies and companies that we look to work with in order to build that like foundation marketing foundation for us. Okay. So I totally agree with you when you're starting out, not having people in house, the world's changed. I've been doing, I've been owning, I've owned businesses for almost 30 years and VAs and subcontractors have really changed the game for us business owners. So I love that you're doing that. But you also mentioned community because with a tequila brand, you need to have people need to people enjoy being part of something, right? That emotional connection. And it sounds like you have built that. So talk to us about how you've done that. Yes. And if you think about it, like 
that's when you're going to enjoy tequila too. It's like, I think about it as like bringing together your community. And if it's your friends, if it's your family, like sharing um, and allowing you to enjoy those, you know, little moments, but maybe in a little bit of a cleaner way. Um, But then I had to build a community of people that I could go to because I didn't have experience in a lot of different areas. I'd never been a founder before. You mentioned like having, you know, started many companies. This was the first time I'd always worked in the corporate and at very big, large institutions. Um, So I, and I came back into the workforce having no business network. So one by one. So every person would introduce me to someone. Oh, they could help you. They can. And I took every introduction and it just take every introduction. I followed up on every introduction and I would research and follow up thoughtfully. And then I'd start connecting with people on LinkedIn. I now have a a pretty significant LinkedIn um, following because I, that's kind of my area where I like to post more and, and talk more about the, you know, our process and the journey. But when I would reach out to people, I come in very thoughtful. I've never reached out to anyone and said, can I pick your brain? If I was going to reach out, I will have already, you know, looked into the, I mean, it looks like probably a little stalkerish. I'll like research everything about them. You wrote this book. You're really good at this. You know, I'll come in and say, I love your, I just reach out to founder. I really like your website design. I like that there's movement. I, you know, it's so easy to navigate. It pops the colors. Would you mind sharing who um, helped you design your website? Could we talk about it? You know, so that's how I go in, like very specific, knowing about them, usually saying something positive. I listened to you on this podcast interview. I love that message you talked about. I would love to connect. And then I also try and give back. And sometimes people think like, well, they're like a bigger brand. They've been at this long or what can I do? But I feel like there's always something you could do. I will think of it. Oh, I'm having this event. This brand would be great to also have product at this woman's event, or we're doing a collaboration. I would love to collaborate with them or do a good giveaway with them. Or there's an introduction. I meet someone. I said, Oh, I, you know, I love connecting, you know, other female founders together and putting them together. I think you could, you know, I know you're mentioning wanting to learn about this. This person would be a great person for you to talk to. So always keeping that, you know, top of mind, how I can also give back and support. And I, and in all honesty, the best part of the entire journey for me have been the amazing people I've connected with. I met the most incredible women that I can't even believe are in like my ecosystem. So that's a really exciting part. But I would say the the keys there are following up. And even if I don't have time, I take the meeting. So if someone reaches out to me, can I have 15 minutes? I have a question or whatever. And my, sometimes my team's like, oh my gosh, wait, who are you on with today? I'm like, not sure, but I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But is that I give that time because I appreciate that someone else gave me that time yeah, and would provide some guidance or feedback. And I think that is truly how we can support other female founders. Sometimes people think it has to be this really big like effort or, you know, you have to be able to like, fund or do something like that's really big. I think it's about answering the email, you know, responding to the DM, buying women-owned, gifting women-owned, connecting to, you know, women that would be helpful, uh, sharing. When I have a resource, I've shared my agency's 
with lots of people, <laughs> you know, someone said, I'm looking for this and I'll be honest. Well, I think they're not going to be great for you, but maybe this one. So I think those little things really help everyone, you know, can help elevate everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not a huge like financial or time commitment. I'm all about that. What I have found it, which sounds similar to you is that when women come together and they're supporting one another, it's not this competition thing. It's where, how can we rise up together? Right. And having a system for doing it for you is very methodical. It was one-to-one, right. And just finding ways of how can I give back? But that was your process. And so this is something I talk about. So, you know, figuring out what are your zones of genius? What are you really good at? And how can you help someone else rise up? And not even with the intention of how's this person can give back to me? Because if that's your intention, they're going to see through it. They're going to feel it. We're women. We know things like that, right? And so having a process that works for you, for you, you mentioned LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. That's one of my things. But for other people, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's whatever it is. But finding a system, a process that works and doubling down on that and using that as one of your growth strategies is key. So you said now, again, I just want to reiterate, you started in 2021. It has not been very long, but you are in five different states. And you said, I haven't looked at your Instagram yet, but you have a, a pretty significant following. So are you finding that these women that you connect with, and it sounds like you're also involved with some business groups, yep. that they're sharing sharing your product and your journey? So that's spreading the word. How is it getting spread? Yes. And I see it's a little bit of a grassroots effort, but also when I thought about where do women learn about new things, it's typically because they saw it either on social media or they had it at their friend's house or friend brought it to their house. So- I actually try to engage like on like kind of a smaller level. So instead of doing big festivals, you know, music festivals, tequila festivals, where there's, there are so many brands you get lost in the shuffle. I go and go to lots of professional women's organizations. So I'll go to a law firm where I can tell the story, you know, to the women's group there um, or a financial services group um, or the women in private equity or things like that. I'll go where I can share the story and have them try a cocktail, it just resonates more. Then I feel like, you know, it just, they have more of a connection to the brand than just going up at a bar and getting a drink and they don't really know what tequila they drink. And when I can explain like, it's clean, it's added to free here. It's distilled, owned and led by women. We're a B Corp. We give back. We collaborate with one man owned businesses. So like, they hear my story, how I changed from a lot of them are in similar, you know, careers that I was in when I go and speak and how I pivoted. And, you know, sometimes it's fascinating, like, oh, wait, now, you know, she started this like really like kind of corporate world and now she's got a tequila company. Um, so the, that's kind of a little bit of how we tried to build that brand awareness um, is by getting the story out more and more. Because I think people, you know, one care about spending aligned with their values more and more. And, and we think of our consumer as someone who's this thoughtful consumer who cares about what she eats and drinks and the brand she supports. So the more they can hear that there's this authentic story behind the brand, I think that's um, how they'll become, you know, fans of the, of the brand. So to break this down, the way that you have grown your brand 
is number one, the story behind it. You, you saw a need, you, you had something that you wanted to change, right? So that was the first one. So you're the story behind the brand. Number two, spreading that message through connections, you know, going and networking at these events, finding out where's your client that you want to talk to, right? And then number three, this may have been number two, we should probably switch the order of this, but doing a crap ton of research. So you yeah. know what you're doing, finding out um, what you don't know. Right. Because it, it right. doesn't sound like you had a big team in the beginning to get you started. Right. And delivering on the product. Listen, like you can only have so much, but like the story had to go with like, I had to feel really comfortable that I had like this great, great quality product in this beautiful bottle. And that I could actually, then I could actually be able to like kind of sell the story with the product that the product delivered on it. Because I feel like if you have a great story, but without like a great product, that's not going to lead to repeat customers. <laughs> that's going to lead to like people buying at one time. Yeah, you're exactly right. So the one thing that I want to hit on before we tie this up is you went from, you know, your, your pre-life, let's call it your chapter one yeah. of, of your professional career, then being home with your children to raise them. That was your priority for 16 years. And then deciding, you know what, it's time for me to grow. I talk about this morning on, I have a company called Fuel the Fire and Every Monday, we have a Momentum Monday, and that's where I bring some new concept to that, or not a new concept, but just an idea for us to feed off of um, to help us grow our businesses. But we talked about the hockey stick concept, right? And so in your situation, you started with, you know, being an attorney, having an accounting background, that's always going to be beneficial for a business, but you started with these seeds. So whatever your past life may have been, I'm doing air quotes, you guys can't see this right now, but air quotes. So maybe you worked in retail, maybe you worked um, in sales and marketing or HR, whatever it is. These are seeds that you have planted already, right? These, this is part of who you are. But then you go and do research, you find that inspiration, you do um, connections that you, that you make, but those are growing your business and learning and studying. And then you just keep, then you start doing, you start executing and, and um, getting reps in. And over time, all those things come together. And then you start seeing that ups, uh, that upswing, that hockey stick, right? And you start building momentum, you start building more money, you start making more money. Um, and then you have a whole new set of problems, but that's, that's good. That's a growth, you know, that's, that's called growth. But that's what I'm hearing from you, Mara, is that you took things that, that you have had along the way and brought that together to help you grow your business. So yes, you were at home for 16 years. However, all those other things built where you are right now. I also don't want to discount ever being home. I learned a lot. And I think we often don't, and including myself. I did not give myself a lot of credit um, for things I kind of thought I had a lot of imposter syndrome. Who am I, you know, to be starting a company? I've been home for so many years. And then I reflect that I learned a lot as a stay-at-home parent. I had preemie twins. I could multitask like the best of them. Um, kids teach you a level of flexibility that you never knew before because no day ever goes as planned. And that is what's ha what happens when they start off all the time. I mean, there's constantly coming up with, you know, plan B and plan C and problem solving. Um, efficiency, three kids, managing everything, household schedules. Well, it's really good. That's a very good skill to have um, running a company. So I actually, it took me a little bit of time to appreciate but I honed a lot of skills 
at home. Maybe I had like the education piece of it before that, but, you know, running a household, managing, you know, children and everything. Um, and so I hope that's kind of a message that I think is really important for a lot of people to hear and a lot of women, especially to hear that it's not too late. And, you know, I think moms are very good at doing many things and especially running businesses. So I just like a lot of women to hear that also, that it doesn't just because you took some time out of the workforce and society doesn't necessarily like value what caregivers do as much, but there is a lot of value in what you did when you're home. Thank you for bringing that up. I think that's a huge component of who we are as women too, because there's something that happens when you have kids. There's a new compassion that, that happened. There's a laser focus that also happens. You know, I I've had companies all along the way. Luckily I'm able to run them from where I live. Um, we have a warehouse on the property, so it's worked out, but it wasn't until my kids got to a point where I felt like, okay, they're kind of launched where I could then come back, start a brand new business, you know, fuel the fires about the same age as, as yours. And now I feel like I am in such alignment with what matters most to me and where I'm growing the business that I'm, I've never been happier other than with my kids, of course. And so I think that's a huge component to, to what you're talking about. And for those women who are figuring out what the next chapter is, or if they're, they're trying to balance it all, it's all okay. We just have to honor the stage that we're in and the chapter that we're in. So that was a good message. So where can we find your tequila? Do you sell it online? Is it something that we can pick yes. up? And it's tequila.com, I-N-S-P-I-R-O, tequila.com. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn, Mara Smith on LinkedIn. And you can also follow Inspiro Tequila on at Inspiro Tequila, I-N-S-P-I-R-O, uh, tequila. Um, yeah. And then we are locally available um, yeah, in Illinois, Michigan, Georgia, Massachusetts, Missouri, and starting January, uh, Florida. So. I have a lot of clients in Florida and in Missouri. So who knows? Who knows what will happen with, with something that we might play with later on. Um, but thank you. I, I invite all of you to go check out her site and go see the cocktail list because these cocktails are so sexy and they're so good. So go check that out. Thank you so much for being here, Mara, and sharing your story and, and how, you've, how you've built this incredible company. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm so glad I got to share it with so many women.